Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Get it! Broadcasting live from Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. It is the Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Corey Paulson, the fantasy executive, the closer, Chris Ventra, my man, fantasy task, Jim Day. Coming up on the program for the next hour, go over some picks of the Beat the Executive League. Plus, we got some other stuff that we need to talk about and hop into. For example, I'll give you a couple of those uh, things right now. Wait a minute, I pulled up the wrong email. So, <laughs> so hold on. I'll tell you what we're going to talk about. I got to pull up the email first. I mean, listen, don't, don't judge me. Just getting in here. Y'all judging me. Did you pull up the oh, e- yeah, e- email go- or email? Email. Oh, sorry. Yeah, thank you, um, <laughs> Mr. Sussman. So, yeah, we will talk about the Rashad Matthews thing. When him, uh, what's going to happen with him in Tennessee. I'm a big Rashad Matthews guy. And then we'll look at the draft board from the Beat the Fantasy Executive Best Ball that was over the weekend. Don't forget this upcoming Monday night, Monday night after the weekend, is the granddaddy of them all. Beat the Fantasy Executive FFWC Online Championship League prizes. And if you knock down overall, you can win $50,000. But that's reserved for the Fantasy Executive. Because quite frankly, Goon Squad, good morning, good afternoon to you, my Goon Squadians. A lot of you guys suck. Wow. And I understand as you come here every day and you you hardcore fantasy football fan been rocking with us since day one, and you hang on every word of Fantasy Taz, you hang on every word of Ventra, you hang on every word of the Fantasy Executive, and you got your own smarts, and you go buy your magazines, and you get your subscriptions. But year after year after year after year, a lot of you MFers still suck at fantasy football. Some of you clowns been in your league for a decade, two decades, never one spit. Some of you guys finish last consistently every year. No matter how much I tell you, don't draft this guy. Go with this guy. Wait for your quarterback. Play him an RB2. Don't pull him up the draft board. Pull him up the draft board. And you guys still suck, and you guys still stink at fantasy football. A lot of you guys will never have the kind of fantasy football chops that I have, Goon Squad. I'm just keeping it 100 with you. I'm just being 100% real with you. But what I will tell you is there is hope. Goon Squadians, there is hope because you have FNTSY Sports Radio. You got the BFFs and the great job that Mr. Sussman and Frank Stanfield do. does. Whatever. Do. You got Fantasy Tash. You got Victor. You got myself. You got some other clowns on the network, too. <laughs> you got Spitting Speeds. He's okay. You know what I'm saying? You got the King Scott Angle. He used to be good. All of you dudes that suck at fantasy football, I got good news for you. A lot of you guys are the Cleveland Browns of fantasy football. But right now, there's a startling trend going on in the Las Vegas casinos, in the New Jersey casinos. 
The only team that is getting better up higher than the Cleveland Browns to win the Super Bowl are like the Eagles and the Falcons and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Other than that, a lot of money is coming in on the Cleveland Browns. There is hope reunited in Cleveland. There is good times ahead in Cleveland. This is a team that sucks like a lot of you do in fantasy. A team that's won one game in the past two years. Y'all have probably won six in the past two years, some of you guys, in your fantasy football leagues. But there is hope this year in 2018. Because there's hope for the Cleveland Browns, darn it, it's hope for you. So with Cleveland getting so much love, Ventra, Mm. to turn things around, much like a lot of these loser owners do, Should we be investing on Cleveland Brown offensive players for our fantasy football team since everybody thinks the Cleveland Browns, who are subject on hard knocks, who are the toast of the NFL right now, are going to have this amazing rebound? Should we be buying Cleveland Browns players? Yes. Yes, we should be buying Cleveland Brown players. Josh Gordon is back. Um, and expect him to play well. I, I don't see why he wouldn't. He's a freak. You got Jarvis Landry, a player who's been known to be a great pass catcher in his whole career. No reason to think otherwise. Tyrod Taylor, safe quarterback that's going to get the job done. And then you got Baker Mayfield waiting in the wings. They got three viable running backs that are very good. Uh, their offensive line may be the worst part of their offense, and it really isn't that terrible. And then you got the defense, which is an up-and-coming defense. You got Miles Garrett on, on, the, on the bookend. You got Denzel Ward, their, their first-round draft pick. They have solid players throughout the team. I think this is the turn of the Cleveland Browns, and I, I guarantee you it's a great bet to make because I'm sure the odds are against them, right? Jim Day, if there's hope for the Cleveland Browns, there's got to be hope for a lot of fantasy owners that suck. If you've sucked at fantasy for the past two years, like the Cleveland Browns have sucked in the NFL for the past two years, should you be investing heavily in Cleveland Brown offensive players? Absolutely. Totally new mindset. You know, the only concern right now with, with Cleveland is the coach. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just not a Hugh Jackson fan. <laughs> uh, I would love to see him gone. I think bringing in another offensive-minded person would be a, a, a special thing for this team and would really push them forward. But he is my only concern. They have weapons on this team, both, as Chris was saying, both on offense and defense. This team will be much improved. Jim, that other guy, that other offensive mind is in the building, and it's Todd Haley. And if you root for the Pittsburgh Steelers the past couple years, you know Todd Haley's a douche. Everybody hates Todd Haley, probably the most hated man in the NFL. But us as fantasy football owners, Todd Haley gives you let me just go through what Todd Haley has given fantasy football. Larry Fitzgerald, Anquan Bolden, Terrell Owens, Mike Wallace, Antonio Brown, uh, Martavis Bryant at a time, Juju Smith-Schuster, the up-and-coming James Washington, even though not being coached by Todd Haley, the Pittsburgh Steelers still running the same system. The addition of Todd Haley to this Browns offense makes this a fantasy-friendly, hey, girly, Make this a fantasy-friendly <laughs> offense, Jim. No, no, I, I'm with you. I'm totally with you. Although, you know, we did see already on Hard Knocks where uh, Jackson came out and told Haley, hey, look, you know, I'm still that guy. I'm the dead. What I say goes. Um, so that's still a concern. He's, if he doesn't let Haley run Haley's offense, then it doesn't matter if Haley's in the building or not. What do you think about it? I, I mean, I, I agree with Jim a little bit about the Hugh Jackson thing. 
Uh, but I think he deserves this one more shot because the team has been so bad. Now he's got weapons. If he can't push this team to be at least a playoff contender, if they're like one in five starting the season, he should get fired. All right, so here we go. Let's rank them as where they should be going off draft boards. I'm going to say the first Cleveland Brown that should go off a draft board is Jarvis Landry. And I say Jarvis Landry over Josh Gordon. Yeah, Josh Gordon's a great player, but it's a lot of mystery around Josh Gordon yet still, Ventra. Mm -hmm. Jarvis Landry be my first Brown off the board. My second Brown off the board would be Josh Gordon. Third Brown off the board would be Duke Johnson, right? And then after that, I would say Carlos Hyde is the next Brown off the board. I'm on board with you on that now. And then give me Nick Chubb as a high upside play. And then maybe Cap. Oh, I'm forgetting David and Joku. Okay, go ahead. Break. Yeah. Come on in, Jim. Okay, I was going to say Joku in there would be in that group as well. Uh, and I, I will say one thing. If Gordon does indeed play 16 games, I think the one guy who may take a hit out of this is actually Duke Johnson. If they're getting targets to Landry and targets to Gordon, Johnson may not see the kind of numbers he saw last year. And we know he's dependent on scoring, you know, having 60, 70 receptions. And if these two other wide receivers are on the field along with a, a Njoku who's getting better, then I think that Duke Johnson may definitely take a hit. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And that's why I've been worried. About, like, Duke Johnson has a pass-catching back. Out of all the pass-catching backs, if you're going to rank them together, Duke Johnson's probably the best one, to be honest with you. I mean, he gets the most receptions. He gets yards. He gets touchdowns. He could even run the ball well if they gave him a shot. But he doesn't get that many carries. But here's the problem. you got two running backs now there instead of instead of just one like he's had in the past to compete with. Um, and I just don't know. But as of right now, I think it's going to be a Carlos Hyde, first and second down type thing, and then Duke Johnson's going to get a lot of the pass-catching opportunities still. I think Chubb is the odd man out here. I think he's the one that you'll see maybe more down the line later in the season when guys are getting tired, and he'll come, you know, relieve and come in with fresh legs. But Duke Johnson I still think has value. I just think it's not the same as it was last year or in the past. Jim, two years ago, everybody was on Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson was going in the fourth or fifth round of fantasy drafts. He was a major flame out. He was a major bust. Last season, people forgot about Duke Johnson. He bounced back, had a terrific year. Team I won a championship on, Duke Johnson was on that team, Jim. Now, my thing with Duke Johnson's success last year is Deshaun Kaiser and the rest of the clowns that Cleveland played at quarterback last year were so bad, all they could do was check, baby, check, yep. baby, one, two. And that's why Duke Johnson was able to get that work like he got last year. I'm not so sure Duke Johnson's going to get that work with more competent quarterbacking like Tyrod Taylor and hopefully soon, well, not hopefully, at some point maybe Baker Mayfield. Well, here, and you're missing the other point. You're talking about the other running back he's got in the backfield with him. Carlos Hyde is a great pass-catching running back. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you bring Duke on, defense is almost always looking for that that pass. When you bring Carlos Hyde on, you can go both ways. He gives you much more flexibility as an offense than Duke Johnson does. So, you know, I, I don't think we see Duke Johnson in on every third down anymore. Uh, he just never had a pass catching, catching back in front of him like he does now. So, again, out of this offense, I like this offense, but if it's me, and I own a lot of Duke Johnson from the early drafts that I haven't been touching as of late because I really think that he's going to be the one badly 
affected by all this. Telephone numbers to get involved is 844-843-6879, 844-843-6879. I thought I read in the chat where somebody was saying they can't call in. If that is the case, please let me know if we're having issues because I need to talk to my people because they're getting ready for fantasy football drafts. And a lot of these guys suck. Straight up. I said it. They're like the Cleveland Browns. But don't worry. Hope, hope springs eternal. Hope rises anew starting today. Because the first thing about you knowing that you suck is admitting that you suck at fantasy football. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I sucked at fantasy football, I would have to come to you and say, you know what? I suck at fantasy football. I shouldn't be up here. But that's the, it's the opposite. I'm great at fantasy football. Mm-hmm. But you have See, to. But, co- uh, wait, wait, I, I got to jump in there because <laughs> th- this is an important part for me. Um, I do suck at fantasy football. I wasn't sure why you guys brought me on the show. <laughs> but then I was watching the Carton show this morning and I finally figured it out. I'm only here to be the eye candy. When do I have to start throwing, showing some thighs? <laughs> we got to get Jim a new uh, camera set up in his crib so we can see Jim's legs. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I, I'm, listen, listen. I wouldn't say that all the Goon Squad guys suck. A lot of these guys suck. A lot of these guys will call up I'm here. I'm sure they listen, won no, leagues. Listen, no, they, they sit up here and they talk big trash. And I love the Goon Squad. They talk big trash in the chat. But if you go back and talk to somebody in their home league, they'd be like, oh, really? Lance Davis is talking trash in the chat? He ain't won in 10 years. <laughs> is that a fact? I don't know if it's a fact or not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know Lance Davis' league mates. I've never seen what Lance Davis' record is. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? I, I know He's a good, saying. loyal member of the Goon Squad. He is the coordinator of the Goon Squad, but his fantasy teams may stink. Yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. Here's the thing, though. Like, I feel like from year to year, some people tend to fall off and come back into it. You know, like, I know kids who I know in my home league that know their stuff. They're on top of their stuff. Then once in a while, there'll be a year where they didn't have the time to, to, to really research. And all of a sudden, they're saying... Oh, can I get a you know somebody like great like a, like a Greg Olson in in the twelfth round? They'll be I was like, I'll be like he got drafted about eight rounds ago. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? That's like thing. people make really like stupid mistakes, and you know these are guys that you would think have the knowledge. They know mostly do, but sometimes people fall off. People fall off their game. I eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Let's get ready to break the seal on the telephones. I see my man Brick City Joe, but first I got to go to a homie because I got Chris in Valley Stream and Chris. I'm spent a, I spent a lot of time, Chris, in Valley Stream. How you doing, my man? What's cracking, Corey? Ain't nothing much. I be in Valley Stream on Lee Street. Oh, word. Oh, I'm just calling in. See, my brother Danny called in last week. He said he got the 11th turn. I want to know what you think about what I got at the 12th turn. So, like he said, I got Odell Beckham, Julio Jones, first two rounds. All right. I come around, I went with, with Josh McKinnon. Then I took Rolls Royce Freeman, but that's a reach. But I like him. I'm not a big fan of Alex Collins. He didn't even play in the last preseason game. Big concern for me. So then after that, I ended up taking Matthew Stafford. I took Tannehill. It's a two-quarterback oh, league. Oh, Lord. Mm. And then, yeah, <laughs> I know. And then I took Sony Michelle and Alan Hearns. I got Joe Flacco and Josh Brown. My tight end is... Uh, Jordan Reed. All right, so here we go. I, I I love the start with the Beckham and the the Beckham Julio yeah, turn. Yeah, that stack. You were able to get Jerick McKinnon in the third, come back in the fourth with Freeman. I like that. So far, I like the way the top of the lineup is stacking up. I don't mind Stafford, that quarterback, the second quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. I think Ryan Tannehill's a piece of trash. It shouldn't be uh, a starting quarterback in the NFL. 
Sony Michelle is going to be your flex at some point. He'll pop. And then Jordan Reed. Listen, Jordan Reed apparently got the toe fixed, but Jordan Reed has concussion issues. He got hamstring issues. He got back issues. So it's more than that toe. So when you got Jordan Reed, you got to go and get yourself another tight end ASAP. Look at Vernon Davis. If you can pick up Vernon Davis or I don't think you want anybody else to have Vernon Davis. He actually had that, that connection with Alex Smith. So um, I'm not a Josh Brown guy. Maybe Jim or Ventura can talk you into Josh Brown. This is not in a 12-team, two-quarterback league. This, is a, this, this roster right here looks like a playoff roster, but this is like a fifth or sixth seed in my opinion, Jim. Yeah, it's going to be a, a middle of the pack. The, the quarterbacks definitely are, are below average what I would like, in, especially in a two-quarterback league. Again, I like Stafford, Tannehill, uh, not so much. Um, so that, that definitely affects me. Reed is going to be Reed. I mean, he's a baller. He's a guy who can put up Gronkowski-type numbers when he stays on the field. Hopefully the, the toe is fixed. Uh, I've been grabbing him in a few drafts lately just in case. Uh, I like what he brings when he's on the field, so I'll take that. But, yeah, you definitely either have to go out and get Vernon Davis or you have to really keep him wired in on your waiver wire just in case. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, here we yeah. go. Fancy football frenzy off and rocking on a Wednesday. Lovely afternoon in New York City when we come back on the other side, getting to some beat the exec stuff. And also, if you don't suck in fantasy football, 844-843-6879 and let me know that I suck. What's the most important thing you can do today? How about swab to save a life? Every three minutes in the United States, a person is diagnosed with a blood cancer like leukemia. Bone marrow transplants give patients a new lease on life, but 70% of them must rely on a stranger for one. You can help. Register with DKMS to become a donor. You'll receive a swab kit in the mail, swab your cheeks, send the samples back, and you're good to go. Take the first step, become a hero. Register today at DKMS.org. Yeah, Fantasy Football Frenzy right here, FNTSY Radio, the exact Fantasy Taz, and the close of Chris Ventra. 844-843-6879, telephone number is how you get down with the team. See a couple calls on hold. Get to you fellas in a second. Hopefully you're being honest about your fantasy football skill set. You know what I'm saying? If you think you can better than me, you have an opportunity to put up the dollars and see if you can do that. Play FFWC.com upcoming Monday night. Beat the Fantasy Exec, the online championship version, the granddaddy of them all. You know what I'm saying? Here's the thing about a lot of the Beat the Fantasy Exec leagues. Like, I'll have, like, a season where every team I have go to the playoffs. The Beat the Fantasy Exec ones, I'll be, I'll be like, 3-10. and 10, Then miss the playoffs <laughs> with the joint with my name on it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, specifically. Yeah, exactly. And that, and that sucks. But it's not going to happen this year because no. I don't think you busters is any good, to be honest with you. Well, I hope it doesn't. You have three. Leagues I like do, <laughs> but I got I got two with a heavier bag on them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the... it's only because they don't let the Jersey guys draft. Hey, Jim, I'm about to, <laughs> I was about to bring you up, Jim, talking about the Jersey guys drafted, and they they do they do need to get that fixed, um, because fantasy football is fun and should be so for so, so for everybody. So I got my draft board up right here, right quick, Jim, and um, you see where I took Barkley too? I told you what that was. I wanted to have a, a share of the kid, whatever. Diggs, Freeman, Alice Collins, Golden Tate, Jamison Crowder, Tevin Coleman, uh, Robert Woods. And then Matt Ryan in the ninth round, Kyle Rudolph in the tenth round. Out of my first ten picks, Jim, 
What do you think? Do you think I went wrong anywhere, or, or do you just think I'm great, and you're just like, you know what, Corey, I can't see anything wrong with this. I did the same thing. Corey, you're great, and I can't see anything wrong I knew with it. this, and I would have done the same thing. <laughs> the exact same thing. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's a good, solid start. I like it. You know, you definitely got depth at both uh, running back and wide receiver. Uh, you got two good starting quarterbacks in Ryan and Mahomes. You got Rudolph as a starting tight end. Uh, you know, your first 11 rounds are very solid. So let me ask you this, Jim. Who was the Los Angeles Ram wide receiver that you would want to own? Oh, actually, I like all of them. But, I mean, Woods is definitely, you know, he's everybody forgets about him, but he was the top receiver last year. I think he's a guy, you know, I like a lot this year because you don't have to pay as high for him as you do with Cooks. Uh, as you saw, Cooks went in the fifth round. Hey, I like Cooks, but he's very hit or miss. Uh, I'd much rather take Woods three rounds later uh, and then even Cooper Cup a few rounds after that. Venture, what do you think? I like I'm a uh, I'm a Cooper Cup guy myself. I think Robert Woods is second. Cooks is a great player, but he's going out of where I want to pay for him in draft. Yeah, wait, where did Cooper Cup go? I can't find him. Uh, what round did he go in? Cooper Cup went in the Cooper Cup went early in this draft. Yeah. Cooper Cup went in the third round. Wide wow. Wide receiver wide receiver fourteen to he go went up the before board. <sighs> Jarvis that's, Landry. That's the, that's the Rocky Marciano theory. That, that that's way too high. But anyway. Um, your draft, yeah. I love, obviously, your, 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 your two running backs. I love Freeman, love Collins. You know, I'm huge on Collins this year. But actually, Barkley's your number one. Your, your running backs are absolutely stacked. Um, I like the tight end, obviously. You got a good backup in O.J. Howard. You got Matty Ice. The only thing I don't like is you don't really, to me, you don't really have, a, like, your wide receivers is your weakness, I think. You, you're going to say I really don't have a top-tier wide receiver. Yeah, I don't think Diggs is. See, that's the difference. Diggs is a top-tier wide receiver. I, I mean, you're to me, Diggs, he hasn't proven it. You don't like Diggs at all. It's not that I don't like Diggs. I think he's a good wide receiver. I just don't think he's a great wide receiver. You would draft Ty- Tyreek Hill over Stephon Diggs? Absolutely. You would Absolutely. draft Mike Evans over Stephon Diggs? Absolutely. You would draft Thielen of over course, Diggs? yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I, I, that's where we disagree with those ones right there. Would you draft uh, Larry Fitzgerald over Diggs? No. Jarvis Landry over Diggs? Yes, in PPR, yes. Ooh, interesting. Yes, I so you're real. Wait, can you pull up your rankings? Let me know where you have Diggs in your rankings. Uh, okay. I have wide receiver. This is PPR rankings, by yeah. the way. Okay, yeah, I have Diggs at wide receiver number 20. You got you got 20 wide receivers ahead of Stephon Diggs. Yeah, you want to hear him? <laughs> you want to hear him? Like, I'd like to hear it. Here you go. Go ahead. Jarvis Landry, Golden Tate, Allen Robinson, Demarius Thomas, Doug Baldwin, Josh Gordon, Mari Cooper, Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, T.Y. Hilton, and then Adam Thielen, and then, you know, obviously the top. Josh top Gordon top. just got out of a rehab program, and you got him ranked higher than Stephon Diggs? Yeah, I, I, I'm all in on Josh Gordon right now. All in. Jim, what, what, did, Jim, what is the problem with Ventra and Josh and, and Stefan Diggs? Uh, I don't know. I think he may have messed around with his girlfriend at some time. That's <laughs> 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 the only thing I can think of. Look, I, you know, I, I know there's injury concerns. We all know that. Mm-hmm. But this kid is a good wide receiver. We've had this discussion before. I think mm-hmm. this kid, if he can get 16 games on the field, we're talking about a guy who could definitely flirt with that wide receiver one number. Um, you know, I, I can't fault you there. And the thing is, this is best ball. So you don't really need that diehard number one 
wide receiver, as long as you got really good depth and you have guys that'll give you those big scores on any given week. And, you know, I think he covered that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, for a best ball, you're right. That's okay. That's fine. And it's not like I have digs that low. He's still in my wide receiver two tier. He solidified in my wide receiver two tier, but he's just on the bottom end because I just like other guys better. Like, I like the the guarantee of Golden Tate's 90 catches and close to 1,000 yards. Uh, Jarvis Landry, same thing, over 100 catches or 90-plus catches. Like, Allen Robinson's just a monster, and I think he, he has so much more upside. Like, I'm going to put in the upside guys and those, like, 90, 100-catch guys above Diggs at this point. 844-843-6879. Let's go to Jersey and talk to my man Brick City Joe. Brick City Joe, what's cracking? Hey, what's going on? Hey, you got the wrong Joe again. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassing. This is so This is so in- They do this. They, no, they want to embarrass me on purpose. <laughs> what's up, Joe? Hey, not too much. Hey, uh, yeah, I was on the phone with you. Well, I was uh, Hold, late. hold, yesterday. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad because I got another wrinkle to this question. I was thinking about it. So this helmet rule, okay? My point yesterday was... I think the penalty is too steep for uh, an incidental contact type thing. 15 yards, automatic first down, and on top of it, it stops the clock. Here's my new point. Situational football. Think about it. At the end of a game or even at the end of a half, um, maybe a coach like Bill Belichick or something like that to get that, you know, extra time and extra yardage and a first down, maybe they would be going with high percentage plays where you might be able to draw this penalty, say um, crossing routes and stuff like that. Um, And you get 15 yards and another first down. And maybe you could, you know, if you were at the 45 yard line, you get that penalty, you're in field goal range. What do you no, think of that? No, I feel what you're saying, and I can see some coaches trying to use that to their advantage. Now, and that would be obviously very uh, a, a, a savage thing to do because you don't want to put your wide receiver, one of your players, in harm's way just to pick up an extra 15 yards or stop the clock in those in those type of situations. So I don't know if they're thinking about it that deep, but I could see certain situations where that could happen. But it kind of reminds me of the pass interference thing, right, and the, the Patriots and the Jaguars AFC Championship game. College football has the 15-yard penalty on the pass interference, while the NFL has the spot foul. So in college football, you can legit, I'm getting beat, turn around, trip the guy, you know, 15-yard penalty, let's play again. In the NFL, that's a spot foul. So that's something that you got to look at, too. I do think at some point, Jim, that the NFL is going to go from the spot foul for pass interference to the 15-yard penalty. Yeah, I would like to see that as well. You know, no reason to just throw it up there and just give away all those yards for no reason. Um, I, I, I you would know, love to see that. Hey, I, I, I just mean, think some know, of those plays are too obvious. Go ahead, Joe. You know, like uh, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he sees twelve men on the field. He snaps that ball. I mean, they take advantage of. I mean, these guys. It's not like all the sport of the game. Anything to win. You know, so I don't see. Uh, you know, I mean. You know, Aaron Rodgers does that how many times a game? Probably twice a game. He's trying all the time. So they do anything to win the game. So I don't see any reason why a guy like Bill Belichick, especially looking at every angle of this rule. And, you know, he was on interview, and he didn't oppose the rule either. So You see, the uh, thing about it is, 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 is basically, Joe, 
it's gonna break down to how how are they gonna call this? Okay, the way they called yeah. it in the preseason is, is is quite frightening because it's taking away the sport we love. People say it's gonna become a lot like flag football now. So I get that. But like we talked about yesterday, Ventra, when we get when we get to regular season and when we get to week one and the pads get to popping for real, mm-hmm. I don't think the I don't think the penalty is called as much. Yeah, I think they'll they'll lighten it up. I think they were just testing the waters, but I think it, it's still going to be a problem from time to time. But then again, a lot of times in football, a lot of the rules are problems, and they become problems for the game. Like defensive pass interference is one of the biggest problems in the NFL. I've been saying it for years. You should it should not be a spot of the ball foul for a defensive pass interference. Defensive pass interference because let's say it's a fifty yard bomb, that guy gets fifty yards. You don't know if he caught he's going to catch the ball or the, not. The rub against the other way is in college. A lot of times you'll see a cat get beat, turn around and grab the receiver. Right, and that could have been a touchdown. Now it's a fifteen yard penalty. And I think that's better. I think there should be. Why two, do you think that's better? You be, think because you, should, uh, you think you should be allowed should be, to impede the wide receiver's progress on what could be a touchdown. I think they what should. If, what if a Dallas Cowboy, a great second, a great member of America's team secondary, <laughs> yeah. turns around and grabs the highly average Odell Beckham and trips him at a big moment in the game? Look, then you're going to be against got, the rule. I got I got an answer for it. Two, you have two types of defensive pass interference rules. You have a, a, a you know a lenient one, and then you have a flagrant one. The lenient one is if a guy incidental contact or he didn't really do too much to impede the play, then it's like a, then it could be a 15 yard. Uh, penalty. I mean, a, a, a ten-yard penalty or whatever. And then if he, if the guy blatantly pushes the guy on the floor or hits him before the ball comes or something like that, then it's a flagrant. Then it becomes a spot of the ball foul or a fifteen-yard penalty or automatic first down, something like that. You have to have a weaker version of it and then a more severe version. What of do you it. think about this, Jim? Because like I said, it's too like I, I I like I said, I think the NFL eventually will get away from the spot foul on the pass interference, and you know that's too game. It sucks for fantasy too. You know what I mean? Because you know even if your player catches that pass. Because of the penalty, he's not going to get those points. What do you think, Jim? Is there a way to, to make it right for both sides? Oh, uh, There's probably a way, but the NFL will never figure it out. They'll keep <laughs> mucking it up left and right. You know, I, I like Chris's idea of having a flagrant pass interference and a non-flagrant. But then again, we introduced the, the problem of subjectivity between the, the officials and who's going to call it more tight, who's going to call it more loose. Anytime you get into that kind of subjectivity, it, it lends to problems. Yeah, but the, but the problem is it, there's already too much subjectivity in the NFL on plays called, like catches. Oh, what's a catch? Oh, he made a football move. What, the, what does that mean? What do you mean? The rules are not clear, and that's why there's so many subjective calls. One ref might call it this way, another ref might call it another way. 844-843-6879. Let's head, down, let's head out to the West Coast and say good morning to Derek in California. Derek, what up? What's happening, y'all? Chilling, my man. What's good with you? Oh, well, I got a question. Uh, I had my draft was last week. And uh, I lost my phone. What's up? Anyway, uh, my, draft was, my draft was last week. And it's like, uh, Derek breaking up real bad. Derek, yeah. wait, you in the hallway? You had to go, you had to sneak in the bathroom at work to make the phone call? Derek, what's going on? <laughs> No, I'm at work, man. It's always work for a living. We don't get to sit around and just chit-chat. <laughs> oh, oh, you, oh, you would be surprised, Derek, how much crap I got to put up with to be sitting around here chit-chatting. Well, go ahead. I'm listening. But yeah, it's not, it's you. not like you, know, but you uh, were breaking so, up. Go ahead. No, uh, my, uh, my draft was a little lackluster, and uh, I'm a little concerned about – actually, you know what? I'm sorry. Go ahead take another call, man. I got to run. All right. I, what is Derek that work? doing? 
He's at work. I understand Derek is at work, but he is. Somebody came in and got him out of the bathroom. <laughs> Derek, get your ass back in here. <laughs> Derek, you're waiting on you. <laughs> Hopefully we have better connectivity with Drew in North Carolina. Drew, what's cracking? Hey, what's up, fellas? You sound good, Drew. Glad to hear you. What up? Good. Good, good. Okay, well, so good. glad I sound good because, first of all, before I get to my question, I just wanted to run through uh, my player card as a fantasy. Uh, hey, tell me. Uh, give me your player card. Give me, give me your – hey, Drew, give me your Yahoo player card. <laughs> I, I, I got a Yahoo and an ESPN player card, bro. All right. Good. Uh, but anyway – yeah, so you be the judge of whether it's quote-unquote good or not. You tell all me, right. Drew. So, all right, I'll tell you, man. All right, so fantasy football. Uh, I, I played fantasy baseball back in the day, won a couple championships, then I quit playing fantasy sports for a few years and met some uh, friends who uh, were college football players, and they wanted, to, you know, they were like, get in this league, let's whoop your ass in this uh in this 20-team league that we're, uh, that we're making with all our friends. And, uh, yeah, so my rookie uh, fantasy football season, 20-team league, uh, six-point passing touchdowns, right? So, you know, everybody's going, <laughs> everybody's going running backs, you know, doing a typical traditional type of draft. I said, no, this is uh, PPR, six-point passing touchdowns. So what did I do? I went and got Rodgers. I went and got Randall Cobb in his rookie year. This is the 2011 year where Rodgers uh, you know, had that crazy MVP season. Okay. So I had a stack. <laughs> I had a stack with Cobb, Jermichael Finley, and Rodgers. And I got uh, David Wilson. I don't, I don't know if you guys remember, oh, yeah, I remember David, David Wilson, Giants. the New York Giants running back that cried after the fucking bullet against yeah. the Dallas Cowboy. Drew, I don't want to talk oh about draft God. picks, Drew. Drew, tell me about championships. Tell me about total earnings. Wanna... Tell me about winnings, Drew. I don't want to hear about you drafting Aaron Rodgers in 2011, Drew. <laughs> yeah, you're not letting me finish, bro. I won the championship in my rookie season in a 20-team man league. Okay, right. yeah, it was just for fun. I didn't win any money. But, you know, that was rookie season. Since then, I've won three more championships since 2011. Uh, two basketball championships and too many runner-up and third-place trophies for me to even count. All right, so, so Drew, you sound like you a, a experienced. You sound your experience. Your your player card sounds experienced. I think the next step up is for you to come to the fantasy executive level and hop in leagues with the fantasy executive and run in my circles so you can be a donator, Drew. Hey man, please let me in. Let me in, bro. I'm I'm doing my first uh, triple digit buy-in league this year. I'm doing a hundred dollar buy-in, so we'll see how that one goes. I hadn't drafted yet in that league, but uh, I do have. Go ahead. What, no, go ahead. we're getting close to the break, so drop the question for us. Okay, okay, all right. So in this league here, I drafted first. I had fourth pick. First, I drafted Antonio Brown, and then it's a PPR. I got next after that. I got Melvin Gordon, Lashawn McCoy, Joe Mixon, and Mark Ingram. Um, and I've got three QBs. I've got Andrew Luck, Kirk Cousins, and uh, Matthew Stafford. Now, what I'm trying to do right now is get the guy whose team uh, he sucks. His team sucks, but he has uh, 
Rodgers and Graham. So what I'm trying to do is get rid of some of these running backs and give him uh, Rudolph right, and so- Cousins. Drew, we will break this down when we come back on the other side. 844-843-6879. Fancy football frenzy. Phone lines open. We'll get back to you in a minute. I'm laughing at these clowns in the goon squad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hi, (laughs) Roller. Why pay high rake when you can play daily fantasy baseball and pay half the rake on Fantasy Draft? Featuring half the rake GPP and head-to-head contests, exclusive VIP experiences, and the most flexible lineup structures in the game, Fantasy Draft is the only DFS site that puts players first. They're also the only site to offer 6 of 7 PGA scoring, dropping your lowest golfer's score. Register today with the code FNTSY for a free $4 entry into a guaranteed winner contest in the sport of your choice. Fantasy Draft, daily fantasy on a level playing field. Fantasy Football Friends, the FNTSY Radio. I was just thinking to myself and laughing. Not because Michelle Serpico said scrotum. I was laughing back to a couple of months ago when I absolutely ethered that clown Lenny Melnick right here on the fantasy. Well, we were doing fantasy sports today. And Lenny Melnick, you know, this old, grumpy, old, supposed to be fantasy sports legend. He's only a legend in his own mind. It's clown Lenny Melnick. And I tore into his ass one day on this show real good. I need We, we got to rehash that audio or that footage somewhere. I ripped Lenny and Melnick a new one, and I haven't seen or heard from him since. And I just got a good chuckle out of that in the break. 844-843-6879. Uh, Drew called up, and he was talking some trash or whatever. <laughs> he did talk about his running backs on that team being Mixon and McCoy. I think Ventra, that is the scariest running back combination and that I could think I could have is Joe Mixon and LaShawn McCoy. I, I wouldn't say scariest, but he's got Melvin Gordon too, though. Right? That's what he said. He's he got Melvin G. Yeah. How do you get all these running backs? They he must have got McCoy in the third or something. A B. got McCoy in the fourth. Maybe that's what it oh, was. Oh, yeah, because yeah, Mixon yeah, in the third. dropping because they don't know what He's got league. running back depth. But I don't know the rest of his team, so I can't know what's going on. All I'm I know is the quarterbacks tri- and the running backs. I'm not tripping off of Drew, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I love Drew, and I want him to do well in fantasy football, and I'm sure he will, but I'm not tripping off of Drew. You mm-hmm. talk about the first year he played fantasy. The first year I played fantasy football, I don't remember exactly what it was, but once I tell you uh, who was on the team, uh, somebody might be able to tell me exactly what season that was. It was a two-quarterback league. My two quarterbacks were Peyton Manning mm-hmm. and Steve McNair. My running, one of my running backs, I don't remember my RB2. My RB1 was Jamal Lewis. And one of my late-round flyers at wide receiver was Anquan Bolden. This is the very first fantasy football team I drafted. Peyton Manning and Steve McNair, my two quarterbacks, mm-hmm. were co-MVPs. <laughs> Jamal Lewis that. ran for 2,000 yards. Anquan Bolden had the most yardage as a rookie wide receiver of all time. Wow. The first time I drafted a team, Drew in North Carolina. You're, Jim, what year was that that, that Peyton Manning and, um, and, uh, and uh, Steve McNair won the co-MVPs and Drew and Jamal Lewis ran for 1,000 yards? Was that like 03? Something like that, yeah. I, I, I'm not exactly sure. Give me a second. I'll look it up for you. That's a, that, the, the stars aligned for that team, though. I'm just great, Ventura. The stars. <laughs> no, no, yeah, 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 I agree with <laughs> it has you. Nothing to do with the stars aligning. It's just me and my football mind was just like, and I was like the kid Bolden from Florida State. He gonna be a beast. Yada yada yada. Boom boom boom. Ping ping ping. This that and the third. And then that team lost in the semifinals. 
That team? Yeah, that team wow. lost in the semifinals. So is this your home league? Because I know that you never won I'm your never, home league. I've never, and I've never won my home league. Never won my home league. I think league. there's a little luck involved with mm-hmm. this. Because I made the championship three times. I'm 0-3. I'm like the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. <laughs> and and one of those times was recent. You remember when Drew Brees was going for the, the touchdown record, Oh, the record, yeah. Right? And it was week 16. He still had another week at home to do it. Yeah. The only way I could lose, this was in the championship, the only way I lose is if Drew Brees, the kid had Drew Brees, he had Darren Sproles and Marcus Colson. The only way I lose is if he throws a touchdown to one of those two guys and he throws a touchdown to Darren Sproles, I lose on that play. There you go right there. And they were up by like 100. Oh, it's, 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 it I have a long history of bad beats in Me my too. home league. A long history of bad beats in my home league, Jim. Jim, what's the worst beat you ever had? Ooh, uh, I've had lots of them. I play in more <laughs> leagues than most people. Yeah. So I've quite a few. Uh, to try and pick one out would be tough. Uh, trying to think. I mean, yeah, I I honestly can't think of one that just actually stands out because it was so bad. But I know I've had quite a few. I went, I went uh, thirteen and zero in one league and won both the the. Well, I had to buy in the first week of playoffs. Won the next game, uh, got into the championship game. And lost by like one point three points. Yeah, that's brutal. Was there ever a time any of you guys ever like cried because it was so brutal? I know. Back to back years, back to back years in my home league. Uh, week fifteen loss. It was one year I was stacked. My fr- I, I had Ray. I had Ray Rice and Arian Foster. The year Arian Foster broke out, and uh, this one team. I, I went ten and three that year. Well, eleven and three. You count in the playoffs. I lost in the semifinal round, and I lost. Every time, this is when Michael Vick was the Eagle, every time Michael Vick had one of those games where he went off, I was playing the dude that had Michael Vick. <laughs> and the thing about it was that season I drafted Michael Vick, and I cut him for some odd reason at some point. And I was like, I don't need Michael Vick. I cut him, and that guy picked him up, and I'm telling you, every single time I played him, Michael Vick went off. And, and you lost because of that. And I lost because of that. So you must hate Michael Vick. I love Michael Vick. Oh, love and then Michael the next Vick. year, week 15, legendary game, um, not legendary, but you might remember it. It was week 15, Sunday night football. I had a, a big lead going into the game, and it was the 49ers versus the Patriots in a rainstorm, in a monsoon. And I think the team I was playing against had Tom Brady and Aaron Hernandez. So, like, the two teams were going back and forth. 49ers made a big comeback in that game, and, 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 and I lost. And I remember that night coming outside. I almost, I, like, I legit, like. You were sick. I was I fell down on the floor, son. Yeah. I fell on the floor. It makes you sick sometimes. Yeah. You're right. No, I, I was Jim, I wasn't going to play no more after that. <laughs> I was going to quit <laughs> fantasy football. <laughs> I've said that a couple I, I times. I laughed because you're, you're talking about the year that Foster broke out. That was 2010. And that was actually my best fantasy year I've ever had. Uh, I, I was in 73 leagues. Mm-hmm. I made the playoffs in 64 of them. Wow. And I won 41 of them. Wow. Wow, had, that's insane. I had Foster, I had Gronkowski. I oh, I I just lit that those leagues up, and 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 at that point, I didn't know about diversification, so almost all my teams looked the same. Okay, yeah, so there you go. And when listen, I was thinking about this yesterday. Like I'm talking, about, I'm complaining about getting this number two, number three, number four pick, and how I have Zeke on every team, and I'm like, we just I always talk about Ezekiel Elliott can run for two thousand yards. If Ezekiel Elliott does run for 2,000 yards, and I got him on seven teams, mm-hmm. I'm going to hit the jackpot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Pick. Well, it's one player, but still, yeah. If he goes off, it'll help a lot. Let, let me ask you a question, though. You got the Connor and Fred's league coming up Sunday, and yeah. you got the fourth pick. Yeah. Bell, Gurley, David Johnson, go. Who are you taking? It's, this is a big money league. You know how much money is yeah. on the line here. 
I'm gonna take Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, that's why I figured. I thought about that today. I thought about it about a, about an hour ago when I was out. I was like, if Zeke followed me, yeah, in the Carton and Friends League, I'm gonna take uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Speaking of the Carton and Friends League, we're gonna stream that live Sunday afternoon, beginning at noon Eastern time. So it'll be myself, Craig Carton, and um Scott and Scott Angle. On the microphones, you have the corner ventra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you got you got your spot. We got you covered. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then so it'll be it'll be me, Craig, Engel, Serpico, and Ventra. Okay. And then everybody else will be in here drafting and having a good time. We're going to stream it live. It's going to be real fun stuff. Uh, 844-843-6879, telephone number to get involved. Let's go ahead and finish up strong. No foolishness on the telephones. I want to head down south and talk to my man, Mike in Miami. Mike, born and raised in the county of Dade. What's going on, Mike? <laughs> hey, what's going on, man? How you guys doing? Chilling. All right, so um, I got the fifth pick in the 12-league standard. I'm still debating Antonio Brown or Saquon Barkley. You got what pick? I mean, I got the fifth. Okay, fifth in the 12-team so standard. Unless, okay. Unless one of the four slip up, then I'll just take one of those and figure it out after. But if they go to the top four, then I'm still debating whether I should get Barkley or Brown because... The running backs after like the third round are getting steep. I go Barkley. How many wide receivers you start? It's two two and a flex. Two two and one flex, right? So the yeah. small roster. I like. I, I got. I think I gotta go. I think I gotta go. Saquon. You got it because of the ground. The standard. A B. No, A B go crazy in standard too. He could. Yeah, but but it's. I I think I want that run. I want that running back, especially when yeah. I'm only starting two wide receivers. I think I can go Barkley. Yeah, because most likely Barkley's gonna rush for thirteen hundred and catch for three or four. I relax. You know what I'm relax. saying? Relax. <laughs> most likely. <laughs> like, hey, am I wrong? <laughs> Jim, what do you think? Twelve teams standard, fifth pick, Brown and Barkley. I'm going with a running back there. You know, I love Brown, no doubt about it. Probably be number one again. Uh, but, yeah, no, I want that running back, especially, like you said, Corey, only starting two with a flex. I want that running back early. I want that hardcore guy. Now, if it's not Barkley for you, that's fine. It, you know, if it's Gordon, if you really like Gordon, go with Gordon. Uh, you know, if you like Cook like I do, you can go with Cook. There's a lot of players there you can shift in and out. Forget ADP when you come to big money drafts. Take the guy you want where you want him. 844-843-6879. We keep it in Florida and talk to Eric. My man, hey, holla at you, uh, Mike. What's going on, guys? Eric, what's good with you? I just had a trade question. All right, what's that? They're offering me Jordan Howard, Drew Brees, and Aaron Jones for Zeke and Andrew Luck. Howard, Brees, and who? Aaron Jones? Aaron Jones, yes, sir. That's what you're get. You're getting off with uh, Jordan Reed, Jordan Reed, Jordan Howard, Drew Brees, and Aaron, Aaron Jones. And who are you giving up? Zeke and Andrew Luck. Zeke and Andrew Luck. Hmm. Mm. All right. Well, Maybe. you guys think about it. I'm going to go out there right now and say, no, don't do it. Um, keep Zeke. You know what? I, I, you may get a bump at the other two, but if Luck really is back and he's fully healthy, you don't get a big bump with nope. Breeze to Luck. Uh, so I keep Zeke in that situation. Aaron Jones, we have no idea what we get from Yeah, him. I agree. Don't give up Zeke. He's a star. And Breeze to Luck. Luck could be better than Breeze. Yeah. Yeah, so. exactly. So, yeah. I, yeah. You guys. Yeah, no problem, Eric. Um, I, I told y'all I don't like trading before the season starts. I had a bad experience with trading before the season starts. I traded... Um, a shorty for another shorty? I wish. Hey, I've done that plenty of times, Jim. I'm in the process of doing that now. But I <laughs> I traded um, Michael Turner for Plexico Burris. 
This the year turned around for two G's and Burris shot himself. <laughs> Before the preseason trade. I made the trade right after the draft, son. So you're skeptical. Uh, ever since then, I do not trade before the season start. I can't believe he shot him. I was so mad about that, by the way. I was way. in the spot that the night. The Giants. I was in the spot that <laughs> night. It was um, it was uh, right after Thanksgiving. We was, uh, uh, me and a couple of homies, it was at Latin Quarter in the city. Me and a couple of homies was online that night. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, we seen him show, we seen him come in and join and all of that. And then after, after whatever happened, happened inside the spot, it was like, yo, we shutting down, we shutting down, and they chased everybody. And then, not chased, but they, you know, out of line and shit. I mean, stuff like that. And then, um, and then come to find out the next night, I mean, later that night, we, um, early that morning, we found out that Plexico Birds had shot himself in the club. <laughs> Wild, son. One of the wildest things yeah. ever. And they tried, remember, they tried to hide the joint. And then his man was in there with his man. It was a, that was it was a, a weird situation. Son, he wore, son wore, I could, okay. I'm about to say, I can see if you brought the hammer to the club, but, you know, you shouldn't bring the hammer, hammer to, the to the club. club. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. But if you do decide to bring the hammer to the club, don't wear sweatpants. Wear pants with the belt, son. Put on, put on a holster. You feel what I'm saying? The other question you is- can't, why are you tucking the hammer in the sweatpants? <laughs> it's clearly going to fall and shoot your, your foot off. Because he's a little gangster. And then the other thing is, why is the safety lock not yeah, on? exactly. Why, why is it popping doing? off? <laughs> For oh no reason. <laughs> Michael Turner was on the Chargers that year, right? Well, he, went, he was on the Chargers. Remember, but the Chargers had LaDainian Thompson. Then he got traded to the Falcons. Oh, right, right, And I right. think his first year in Atlanta is when he ran for the two Oh, Gs. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a little bulldog. Yeah, now nah, he was backed up that year. He was doing this thing crazy. 844-843-6879. Let's try it with Derek and Callie again. Derek, we got you back? Yeah, I'm back, and I just stepped outside just for you, Corey. I love you, Derek. <laughs> what we got? <laughs> All right, look, um, I just want to know, where do you think the, my biggest concern should be, like the first thing I need to do, because I'm not too happy about this lineup. My starters, I got Deshaun Watson's my QB. This is a 14-league PPR, by the way. I got um, Deshaun Watson's my QB. I got A.J. Green, Emmanuel Sanders, and Pierre Garçon as my receivers. Melvin Gordon, Jay Ajayi is my, my running backs, and Burton is my tight end. So Who's your flex? My best is. Uh, we, there's no flex in this league. Right, no flex in this league. 14 team PPR. Listen, in a 14 team league, this is not. This is solid. Look, it's her. In a 14 team league, <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not going to say. I wouldn't go as far as saying solid. The wide receivers have a, much to be desired. Maybe. Well, you got Green, Sanders, and Garcon. And Garcon. Yeah, that's, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. In and the yeah, this is a 14 team league, so it's not going to be like a, a, a stack roster like a 10 team league. This is a 14 team league. Gordon J. John, you said Burton, Derek? It's a tight end. Yeah. Yes. I'm reading good things about Burton today uh, on Roto World, so I, I, I'm a Burton guy. I like Burton. I got Burton on a lot of teams. The only thing I don't see, AJ Green, Andy Dalton sucks. Emmanuel Sanders, I love Emmanuel Sanders I this know. year. Pierre Garçon, he's getting a little bit longer in the tooth. I worry about the injuries uh, creeping up on Garçon. Uh, J.H.I., I don't know what his workload is going to be. I think it's a lot of moving pieces, but J.H.I., not, he's not going to hold you down. You feel what I'm saying? Who do you have on the bench? Uh, for what position? Just period? Why, why receivers? Yeah. We see I got D.D. Westbrook and uh, Muhammad Sanu. Right. Uh, see, no. Sanu, Ridley could eat into that, and Ridley's a better player than Sanu. Um, and D.D. Westbrook is a name I do like, D.D. Westbrook. I'm starting to, I'm starting to, I'm starting to, my confidence in D.D. Westbrook is starting to climb right now, Jim. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I I'm tending to fade the Jacksonville. entire Jacksonville yeah. wide yeah. receiver core at this point because this late into the preseason, we still don't have a clue. They don't seem to have a clue of who's going to be doing what and where, and that bothers me. You know, I I love his talent. Uh, I, you know, he's got a, as much upside in that offense as anybody does. So you could definitely hit with him. Uh, but at the same time, he could just be easily become waiter, waiver fodder and yeah. somebody you throw back into the trash when you're looking for somebody else. It's a, it's, it's a roll of the dice. And then, listen, I, I know you like Sanders. You guys like them. Garcon Sanders. But they're on the same boat for me. They're both older. They're both, you know, I mean, Garcon's obviously had a big injury last year. And Sanders has been injured in the past. Yeah. If one, one or two of these guys go down... You got to throw in a DD, and Sanu, honestly, at this point, is irrelevant. But as, as the season plays out, you know, we'll see things develop off the waiver wire and stuff like that. It's not a bad uh, team to start the season yeah. with. I think you're going to need to make some trades, have some good waiver wire pickups along the way. And listen, you got Deshaun Watson. Yeah. There you go. That's the wild card. That's the wild card right there. You got Deshaun Watson. And if Deshaun Watson comes out like he – remember, Deshaun Watson was putting up 50 burgers last he year. He was winning people weeks. Like weeks upon weeks. There you go right there. 844-843-6879. Holla at you, Derek, my man. Be easy. Um, it was something else I wanted to say to y'all. Um, something he brought up that was – somebody brought something up, a name that I wanted to circle back and touch on. Let me see if I can find it right quick. Um – Y'all can talk too, you know what I'm saying? This don't let okay, me sit well, here. Go ahead. I'll Thank talk you, then. Uh we got Watson, you just talking about Watson and I just did a dynasty uh draft with the Stafford football guys the other, uh, last week. And I actually got Watson in the, the late 6th round in a dynasty draft which I thought was pretty damn good value. Uh I expected him to go much earlier. We saw, you know, Rodgers go in the 3rd uh, and a couple of other guys go before Watson, and I, I just think that's ridiculous to get him that much later in a, in a, a dynasty. startup dynasty draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's almost like they forgot about him. That's crazy. I feel like Watson has fallen a little bit in drafts, and I don't know why. Uh, he, like sixth round, I think is a, is a great place to take him in any draft. Oh yeah, if he, if he's there in six, I'm hopping on him, seeing him some places in eight. Oh look at that, the fun is over already. Fancy football wow. frenzy. That show flew by. I want to thank you for rocking with us. Um, seven spots left open in the Beat the Executive League on Monday night. So if you want to hop in there, take I'm a in shot there. at the great one. Ventra signed up today. So we got seven open spots. There. Beat the Executive League. Play FFWC.com, and I'll see if I can get Jim a pass. Fantasy Football Frenzy for Jim Day. For, for, for the closer, Fantasy Exec, we out.